Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 295. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For information, go to axontire.com. Aaron. Yes, sir. You know what the first pair of gloves are made out of? Leather. Deer skin to be more accurate. Oh, you right. don't say. That's like one of those tests when you take it, like, what's the more correct answer? The correct answer? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have, like, here's four answers that are all right. Which mm-hmm. one's the most correct? Oh, most correct. Yeah. There you go. I hate those tests. I just yeah, them all. Like, they're all they're all right. So, it's a matter of opinion at that point. Get off my back. That's what I say. <clears throat> like that. All right. So I haven't taken to... a test for 25 years, but whatever. All right. So Axe on Tire to all the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast have two incredibly great offers. Tremendous. Two dose. All right. First one is if you send an email to marketing at axontire.com. Tell them moving on our podcast sent you. And guess what you get, Aaron? Gloves. Deer skin gloves. Hell yes. Fur on the inside. Fur on the inside. <laughs> Fur on the inside, folks. Get some deer skin on the outside. Fur on the inside. That's what I would say. <laughs> so if you get those gloves, send that email to marketingaxontire.com. Tell them moving on our podcast sent you, and they will send you out a free pair of deer skin gloves. But they will That's also. That's one. They will also. If you use the code Axon at checkout and you're the first 150 people to sign up, they will save you $50 on your on your uh, res- registra- registration registration. Regist- I can't even say it now. Registration fee. <laughs> registration fee when you sign up for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in September of 23, September 11th through 13th in Nashville, Tennessee. Go to movingironllc.com for all the information. And if you want to use that uh, code at the bottom, Axon, for the first 150 people, you get $50 off of your registration fee. So well worth your time to do that. Absolutely. Right on. Top notch. Very much so. Valid transportation. And you know what? When they come to that deal, I bet they have your skin gloves. I bet they do. So, you know, check that out. 
Lots of swag. They they like they like to give away stuff. Yeah. yeah. They really do. I mean, they've got they had more stuff. You, you know, to, to be quite honest, my farm kids gonna show. You can man, move it. Us the farm show's got nothing on the moving iron. <laughs> not not because it's the quality. I'm know? thinking about it's get, like you got some high level swag there. I'm thinking about getting some rulers. Oh, yeah. 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 Yard sticks. And passing those out. Dude, I'll do that next year. I'll stand at the bottom of the stairs and hand them out. <laughs> Yard sticks in a plastic pioneer bag. Yep. So check that out. If you want one of those, go to marketingaxonfire.com and use the promo code when you check out of the uh, registration fee there. Get your $50 off. So check that out. All right. Valid Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country. For the last 33 years, call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Talked to Brad Graff the other day, and we got we got a pretty cool thing going. If I can get it, is it is it is it yeah, getting close? It's getting close. Ooh, baby, I got to I got to dial in a few things, but we could have Motley Crew. <laughs> ish, Motley ish, ish, ish. Right, right, get carried away. So is that me with a microphone? It's ish. That's sure. heavy on the ish. Heavy on the ish side. That's of it. heavy on the one ish. giant karaoke <laughs> deal. And also brought to you by Ag Direct. No matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or private party, Ag Direct can finance it. You can even apply on agdirect.com. And to learn more about your financing options, go to agdirect.com. Tractor Zoom has access to over 20 billion with a B. That's a lot of billions. That is a lot. That's even more than 11 billion. That's quite a few more. It is. 20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. Tractor Zoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. Good deal. Finally, this podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work today. I kind of like your napkins. <laughs> From North Carolina. Yeah, coming up next year. Uh, North Carolina. Your main two guys, Casey and Aaron Fennell, are going to be talking about what's going on here in the auction marketplace. <laughs> oh, damn. I love it. All right. Terrific. All right. So... There is something Aaron and I have talked about. I think the right word to use here would be agnosium that we've never talked about on this podcast. And one day we were talking about it. I was like, we should record a podcast about this. Lots of nauseam. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, there is coming a time where there are three years of manufactured equipment. So far, that will be well, yeah, so far, but that that will have an effect on the way used equipment is perceived for the next 10 years because it's going to be there's going to be this. I think this this stretch of equipment will be we'll talk about it the exact same way that we talked about 2012 through 2014, but in the opposite direction, right? As a market. Stay on the market as as to a what a positives a positive. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be like this group of equipment is going to is going to 
change the way we look at used equipment okay. for a, a specific period of time. Okay. Right. So 2012 through 2014, we talked about that since I've been doing this podcast, right? We've not not missed a day when we haven't brought up a 2012 or 2014 model machine, not range someplace. Like an S670. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think the big thing about that particular year was is that 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 glut of equipment, that year range of equipment was a bottleneck in the entire used equipment market space. I mean, almost 10 years now. Yeah. I mean, it's almost been 10 years. And we're still, if you go look at the market right now and you go back and you pull all the numbers and you look at everything that's there, it's the 2012 through 2014 that still have the biggest machine population. Yeah. Right? Still yep. the same thing, right? And you would expect that because, you know, there's the most production, blah, blah, blah. All the things but you would think that over time that these other, you know, newer model years would have more of a machine population in the marketplace than these do because of the residual value that these have up here that more people would be buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling, that there'd be a, a, a bigger residual group of these machines out here. Where these machines out here is, it's just trade, 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 buy a few, trade, 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 buy a few, trade, 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 buy a few, right? You never really get past that that hump you know, you'll see, you'll see like a leveling off of those machines and you'll see a spike up and then you see a leveling off, a little downtick and you see a leveling off and you see a big spike up, right? Okay. And that's that, <clears throat> it's, one of those, it's what's the varying years and hours that come into play, right? So you've got the guy that's got the, the 3,000 hour or the 5,000 machine trained down a 3,000 hour machine. You got the guy that's got a 7,000 hour machine trained down the 5,000 hour machine. And then you're seeing those different things work, you know, and how those things all play together. But it's coming from the same group of equipment, right? It just it just keeps moving down. Yeah, it right. just keeps moving across the hour spectrum, right? Right. <clears throat> so now, one thing I'm paying attention to is is 2020 through 2023. What's that look like in five years, and how's that effect going to be on the marketplace? Where in the complete adverse, right? So if you're looking at buying a uh, a 2020 machine, 2023, a three-year-old machine. Not that not that they did had a, a rough production year in 2020 because they had a good production year in 2020. But that's heavy COVID, so there was delays and those kind of things that come into play and all that. But when we when the rest of the world was like shutting down with COVID, man, the ag market was on fire. Oh yeah, if, I wouldn't have known any different. If I came out of the out of the woods after 10 years and come walk into a dealership, I would know not know anything different about. It was still parts, machines, new machines. We had three dollar corn, and guys were buying it like it was five dollar corn. You know what I mean? CFAP. <clears throat> well, yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of money getting pumped into the marketplace. CFAP and PPP. <laughs> right. But it was just. I mean, people were buying stuff right and left. Right. Now, fast forward to 2021, we felt the crunch. Right. Started to feel the crunch. 2022, late 21, early 22, we really felt the crunch. And then, you know, so on the rest is history at this point. The number of machines that got produced in 2020 stayed, I want to say it stayed par with 19 because that's not true, but it was close, closer than it was with 21 to 19, than, than 20, especially, than, you know what I'm saying there. So you've got 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023 model years that are going to be heavily affected by the amount that was produced in those timeframes, right? 
And then you start, you move that frame down three years. Okay. So now you got a, a 2020, a one-year-old 2023, right? Mm-hmm. A three-year-old 2020. And a two-year-old 2021 and a one-year-old 2022, right? Okay. So now you've got all this stuff kind of strapped out here in the way it looks. You look at 24, 25, assuming that everything gets back to some level of normalcy, and we have not, you know, putting stuff together in the parking lot because we have that we're just going to overproduce. I don't right. ever think that's coming back. I just, I just can't believe that that what we see happening in in, in the marketplace when it comes to production and those kind of things that it ever gets back to that point that I think allocation has done some things to the entire dealer network. Right. What regardless of color. It kind of remedy that. That kind of sudden, you know, you know, guys, if we just if we temper what we're doing to some extent, we can we have a very manageable thing right. that we can take. We can still knock it out of the park without right without wrecking killing the park. park. Right. Without burning the park to the ground, right, and then breaking what's left that can still burn, and just pour another fifty-five gallons of exactly. gas on top of that, and burn it to nothing. See if that dirt will burn. <laughs> so I think if if you look at it from that perspective, there's going to be a four model years: twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, and twenty-three. In my opinion, that are going to be that will always kind of have. A, a more of a residual value than what you what we've seen for other machines throughout the course of history. Just because there's going to be this, we manufactured X percent when we normally did Y, like a built-in <clears> premium <throat> due to tight right. machine population. And for I mean, if you want a one-year-old machine or three-year machine or two-year machine or four-year-old machine. This is kind of your. This is this is your bucket to fish. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you know I get. I, mean? I, I get it. I get you it. Know what I mean, this is the first time with this entire discussion yeah. at nauseum that I've ever wrapped my head around it. That's what you got to pick from. Yeah, that's whatever it. that machine population is at the time, that's that's what you got to pick from. That's right. It's the complete opposite of the last podcast, right? Of the 11s through 14s, right? It's the complete opposite. And I think when you look at that, where where I think that takes us and what does that look like, it's hard to say. I mean, there's so many factors that come into play. I mean, right now we're living in a world of, of you know, 7% interest. Yeah. I mean, Do you, let me ask you this. So you're, you're cutting in, or, excuse me, kind of in a roundabout way saying there's a little bit of a built-in premium on those things that'll stick with them for a while. That's your opinion for like 10 years. Yeah. Because as that moves through, I mean, think about that. You have a four year period. And if the next side comes up and you want a one year old machine and it's a five year old machine, you're five years down the line, those machines won't have the same, in my opinion, won't have the same residual effect. I'm talking like cost of like percentage of, of you know, MSRP or however you want to write that. That won't be the same because you won't have the same number of machines. Now, you will come to a point when you get to a certain level of hours where it just kind of blooms in with the surrounding, yeah, with surrounding this. But when you're looking at, you know, that that first group of zero to three hundred hours on a tractor, and then you know three hundred to five hundred and five hundred to seven fifty and seven fifty a thousand, and and then you know a thousand to fifteen hundred and you know fifteen hundred to two thousand. 
that group of machines right there, if you're looking for any of those machines, you're not going to have very many to pick from. Right. Yeah. So whatever bucket you're in that you're trying to fish out of, you you aren't going to find the machine the machine population that you found in the past. So do you think that's going just just due to numbers, not the Oh, good timing. 21 is the first 8R, right? 20 is a 370R. 21 is an 8R370. I don't remember. I'm almost positive. Okay. Basically, you're telling the world. That's right. I think you're right. I think you're, I, I think so. I believe you're giving the world a little crystal ball action. There's your 30 series. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Built-in premium. You got your, you know, all your signature stuff on the oh, yeah. green side. But if you're looking at anything, though, just looking at it from our bucket range. Right. How that falls in there. So in 23, you would assume that a 20, if it's being traded in, it's probably got a thousand iron on. Yeah, thousand to fifteen. Right. So you've got whatever that production year was for that machine, right? The wheels on the bus really started to fall off. the The amount of fifteen hundred hour tractors is it's limited. Yeah. Unlike twelve to fourteen, it's unlimited. Yeah, it was like I mean, you can sit there and say, "Oh, it's limited because there was only seventeen thousand made," right? Well, yeah, right. You you nailed it. Yeah, you're, you're right. There is a limit there. But that, yeah. that limit is like no one needs seventeen thousand. What'd you say, seventeen thousand? Yeah. Well, I didn't know we sold sixteen thousand eight three sixty dollars because for a while it was snow fan, man. Yeah, yeah. Case in point, yeah. their day in the sun. I traded them damn things for choppers and combines. That's true. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I take it back. Like, but that's asinine to think, but that's where it was. Yeah, I think. And now it's complete opposite. It's built in premium on limited amount. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, there's going to be such a, a fine, because I think it's kind of goes back to my whole, my, my series of blog posts I put out that were um, lines out of the delineation thing. I mean, there are buckets of buyers now. And those buckets of buyers aren't—they aren't trying—they aren't trying to go outside of those buckets. Yeah, nobody's leapfrogging <laughs> like they did. No, I mean you're looking at our favorite the story: the ninety-six hundred traded in on the S six seventy. Yeah, yeah. And I think looking at that perspective and how those things play together, this is going to be a different feel and a different approach to the way. We view equipment from a, a bunch of different reasons. One is not just machine population that we have to sell and pick out from, but it's also how these varying technologies that we see coming down the pike, how all those things play together. Right. Right. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot more 20 through 23 stuff that's going to be, you know what, I can five years from now, I can upgrade the technology on that machine and keep it the same. Mm. Keep keep the same like powertrain, right? The the, the skid the skid idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's going to have a big plan too. But I think it's just a weird. It's like a from a launching point that this 
this this three year this four model year that we see coming down the line to me changes the way we look at used equipment for the next decade. Because think about it, when a 2020 is 10 years old, 2030. See, but think about that. So now you're thinking about a 2022, a 2012 tractor that's got 7,000 hours on it. Yeah. So now you got a, a 2030 model year, whatever, that you're coming out, whatever that looks like in 2030. But the machine that you're trading in on that, a virtual cube, it might happen. But you think about this, because of the way technology works, when this 2020, that's 10 years old, comes in, this whatever, what it looks like, it could have 15,000 hours on it. Oh, autonomy. It just, because, you're getting, that's well, I'm just saying, like, it's just, it just never, like, there's never, it's usually, typically, when you trade something in, something is traded in, it skips a season before it gets sold again. Because of the selling cycle, when it gets right, traded, when right, it comes right, in, right, right. And by the time it gets back, because you buy your tractor in April, it hits the lot end of April too late. It's, so, uh, it's there for the summer, so so nobody uses it during spring, but they use it in fall. Someone buys it in fall, or they might buy it, might sit there for nine months, and it's you know it's spring again, and they right. So now you have an entire season of use that doesn't get used. Okay. So you run it for two years, it comes back in. It's same scenario, right? Goes another nine months, six months, whatever the whatever the number is, right? Other than the caveat to this is no way in hell does that tractor miss a selling season for the foreseeable well, future. Right now. Right. But I'm talking like if it wasn't now. I know, but when? I mean but nothing like, is different today than but even if so you trade an April bring a tractor in in April. Yeah. Even if it's pre-sold, you bring it in April. The guy picks his new tractor up, drops off his used tractor April 30th. Okay. April 30th. We're planting in May out here, right? Mm -hmm. Hardcore. We're actually planting before that. But yeah, okay. we're already planting. We're already planting right there. So he gets his his tractor is gonna be his plant machine, right? Mm -hmm. His machine that he's trading in has already been unhooked up and ready to go for two weeks. He might I only need two more weeks and I'm done. Right. Right. Here's all the money. I, I'm, I'm not unhooking this tractor right now. Right. Yep. Not doing that. Way to pick the worst piece of machinery to swap out. Right. The planter tractor. Right. So now you've got, so there's, so you miss playing season. Right. He gets his tractor. He gets picked up in May 15th, May 20th, whatever, you know, picks up his tractor. Gets May, the paperwork done. Gets the paperwork, all that stuff. It's everything done. No, I'm telling you, that's too long. Get your damn paperwork back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, your tractor's here. Bring a check by five. Yeah. So now you've got this situation here. You don't use that tractor again until grain cart season comes around. Right. Right. So that's whatever that is. So in theory, in theory, you drop the tractor off before you started planning with it because you got your new, new tractor picked up. This tractor gets dropped off. Just when planting season gets started, mm -hmm. you plant your 10 days or 15 days or whatever it is. You come pick up your new tractor, drop yours off. So now you have an entire season of use where it doesn't get used. Does it matter in this, the guy who won't unhook the planter? Is that like one of those, when he got it, it's like a one-year-old 
a one-year-old 300-hour deal or is he no, a new buyer I mean, or how are you I, looking I at think it? One of the point I'm making here is that. Does it not matter? The point I'm making is that when you drop, when you whatever it is that you trade, mm-hmm. irregardless of how pre-sold it is, it misses a seasoning. It misses either a there's a window of time where it misses. As far as the actual running. Of right. The so instead of putting 250 hours on it during planning season or 150 or whatever number it is that you put on it, those, those hours don't get better. Okay. Because you're missing a selling season. I was taken from. Oh, you're taking like a whole, like a whole iteration. No, 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 no. Like the on the books. Oh, okay. So I was like, if it's pre-sold, how the hell? Yeah, but by the, time, by the time it gets to them, right? They, they're not the hour them. meter is not running, right? That's the yeah. point. So now, as that goes through that cycle, depending on where and how and when all this that comes in play, it gets if the right machine gets dropped off in the spring because of where it's at there, mm-hmm. it may not get sold again until December. Yeah. Or so you have nine months, right? So say you do that three times, like you have three different times it gets traded in. So three different times, that's 27 months. Yeah. Right? That's two, almost two and a half years. Right? I don't know, like two years and a quarter. Right? But <clears throat> you start running through that, that scenario and you look at that, you're taking two and a half, two years off of the off the scale, right? And as that breaks down, you're whittling off, you know, probably. 200 to 500 hours per time, right? But if the supply catches up, you know, back to the, what is it at its peak? Four months? Order tractor? I don't remember anymore. But something like that, yeah. In the three to six window. Mm -hmm. If we get back to that, does that still hold that weight with that season of use and stuff? It, It wouldn't as much because you're getting, you're timely. That's that's part of what's hurting that well, twenty to twenty three is from so from the day that model says twenty, it's I think is it coming. Well, I think what happens is that these this group of machines right here. The point I'm making with the hour thing is that you would have lost so many hours, and if you don't trade it in, because you can you can add the upgrades right. those kind of things. Those that two and a that two year period vanishes. Right. Well, so that's like what I said on our last podcast with the how how the thirty series became so romanticized. They get slid down. They're not getting their hours, which is a similar. Right. But it's the same end game as you're missing a season of use deal. But what I'm saying is, the normal from farmer A to farmer trade, B to farmer C cycle. as a trade cycle, watch out cycle goes down and the life cycle of the machine goes away. There it was. I heard it. That goes if, if you're just buying technology to upgrade your machine that you already have, you don't have the life cycle start and stops. Right. So now you're gonna put you're gonna put those two hours that you would normally have start and stops. You're gonna put that that, that two year, two and a half year worth of hours back on those machines. So what we see now is seven or five thousand hours or eight thousand hours right now for a 10-year-old machine, between five and eight thousand hours on a 10-year-old machine. Now all of a sudden you start seeing six thousand to nine thousand because you did not have the life cycle span of the starts and stops in the usual. You understand? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Uh, okay. <clears throat> the units that 
Okay, because I thought you were talking about they're going to be lower houred because they miss. Maybe higher houred. Because they don't have that time on the lot before they're sold again. And they're not. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Okay, they're just going yep. from one season to yep. the next. They don't have a, any rest period because there aren't any. Now, so what's that do to the machines after that? Right? <clears throat> that's that's what helps them. I think it hurts them. It can't because all that you're saying these are going to show up way more hours than typical. But what I'm saying is, if so, if we're caught up and we got supply of machines, yeah, now you've got it should got, help. Here, what you've got here, you've got a bulge of machines that are one or two old machines here. You got this, I know, but if it, <clears throat> that that's where the hours comes into play, yeah, but you've got a, the machine population so small that because of the financial situations of the buying public, there's going to be a big, huge chunk of machines here and the smallest machines over here. These machines are going to be fought over more than these machines are going to be fought over. There's more guys that can buy a thousand hour tractor than they're going to buy a 200 hour tractor or a 300 hour tractor. Oh, uh, okay. I was thinking <clears throat> you were saying six to nine. I'm saying 10 years down the road. Oh, right. I'm saying, like, if you look at the, like, right now, if you, if you pull up and look at the hour ranges of equipment, there's a bell curve, right? You know, you got, because because of the 2012 through 2014 stuff, right? Right. So you've, got, you've got 200 hour machines, 500 hour machines, 1,000 hour machines, 1,500 hour machines, 2,000 hour machines, and then it starts to trickle down on the backside, right? What I'm saying on this stuff here is you're going to have this compressed amount of equipment, right? Like there, in this entire block of equipment, mm -hmm. there might be as many machines in this entire block as there are in. 20, 24 through 26. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Like 23, 24, 25, 26, 750 to 100 hour machines. There could be twice as many machines here as there are here. Or is that because you're older? <clears throat> you don't see that today, though. Oh, yeah. So now you're going to have this big, huge slug of machines up here that are uber expensive and then you have this big slug machines over here that aren't as expensive but they're not as many they're uber-ish expensive but they're, they're going to be but the, the price is going to be relative to what you see over here right but there's going to be this many here but they're going to have a i think they're going to have a premium through their entire 10-year life cycle more so than we've ever seen because they will have they're just they're just start supply and demand yeah right you want a 1500 hour tractor it's x you want a 200 hour tractor, it's it's Y, but you either get this <clears throat> unicorn or that over there for it starts with a five. <laughs> That's probably not not too far off there. But I mean, when you look at how things are playing out, I think 20, 21, 22, and 23 model machines, because of the number that are produced, there won't be that many to pick from. And if if the farming population decides, you know what, we're going to do a 2013 to 2020 again before we come back in and trade anything, mm. that really compresses that market yeah. price. There aren't any. They're all out. So you have... We don't see them until they're 5,000 hours. Got, here's, your, here's your four model years that we see right now. on, And then bracketed on both sides by massive supply. Yeah. I get it. So now you're going to see these. You win. You got these. You got this right here that's bracketed 
that's that's small. Yeah. And then you you say what's over here? This machine price over here, even though it's small, the price of the machine is going to be higher. Right. Well, it's yeah, it's staying the reason. So it's going to be. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy to think about because that is such a an odd thing. It is. You know what I mean? We're worried about overall supply and. To be honest with you, how that's dictated is going to be solely dictated by. Well, this is this is the first right. time any alive human knows that. Right, we're out of new and we're out of use. Right. Yeah, and 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 the wild card here is how interest rates play into all this. Yeah, right. I'll probably get some hate mail over this, and that's that's fine. I hear people talk about, well, this isn't the 1980s, and I. I hear you. Twenty percent interest, eighteen percent interest, all those kind of things. I want you to think about this for a minute. And today, if you go buy a four hundred fifty or five hundred thousand dollar tractor, you're paying twenty seven to thirty thousand dollars a year in just interest. Yep. Now, I wasn't. I was alive in nineteen eighty two. You see what a forty two thirty cost? Forty four forty cost. I doubt that it, I mean it might have been what 40 or 50,000 yeah. or something like that. <clears throat> You're paying in interest every single year what a 4240 4440 30 series whatever it was cost names. This is going to have an effect on people. Period. Well, somebody on this podcast likes to refer to 78 79, 80 frequently. Need I remind you that everything is a mirror well, except for that. So now I will far. say this. But that's a killer. $27,000. Would you like to pay the interest on this or buy a $49.55? Well, and the other <laughs> like side, shit, man. the flip side to all that too is at the end of the day, do I think this is going to be a 10 year long, you know, Interest rate thing where the no. where uh inflation went up 10 percent every year for seven years and it was a 70 percent increase. No, just a month I this year. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna be the case, but it's still at the same time. It's it is there's it's a it's a real thing. It's a thing you gotta think about. And I think on the flip side, of all that too. I mean, have to be in Debbie Downer here, but I mean. Look at do look, you though? <laughs> look at look at look at the yields we're having right now on stuff that is quote unquote dried out. Right. Think if it was wet, where we'd be at? Probably the same. I that's just where we're at with the tech but, of everything. But right? I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, technology is not just in. It's, it's oh God, no! It's, I mean, it's in seed as much as everywhere else. I mean. If you if a bumper crop in the early 80s, what that produced per acre would be a dismal year. Yeah, now. Damn near to failure. You know what I mean? Like you might be your banks are like, oh, I might want to think about this farming. Yeah, I, mean, I just think it's there's a lot have of you, have you heard of big iron? It's just there's a lot of factors that play into this. And it's not just it's not just the price of equipment no. that plays into it. Because I can tell you right now, the conversation we'd be having right now, if we had 1.9% interest rates, would not be the same conversation we're having right now. Mm-hmm. 
Not even close. It wouldn't even be a factor. Nobody it would, would just care. simply be letter roll. Yeah. It would be. Welcome to the podcast. Keep buying shit. I mean, I mean, you're you're paying a two percent interest. I thought it's ten thousand bucks a year. Wow. You know it's I mean? it's funny too. Guys used to bitch about well, why is it two percent? They got one and a half. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, uh, we got six. Well, that's better than seven. Yep. So I mean, it's just one of those things where it's things, wild. It's kind of wild. But things are going to contract. It is what it is, and because of interest rates, that that bracketing of that it might prolong. It might hell. It might be. 24 and 25 might actually be the same thing because of interest rates, not yeah. because of lack of production. Right. Now, the, the, it, 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 yeah. Even though production is higher, they'll still produce more, even though because they can, that production rate will be higher, but it'll, it, it might not be, it might not be 2017 or 2018 levels of production. Or it might be 2017 or 2018 level of production. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like that old you know school of thought. Well, when a guy doesn't pick all the options, you know, like God bless, you're spending four hundred thousand dollars. What is ten? Right. You know, flip that into the interest world. Okay, this tractor, they're both completely justifiable, but they're twenty five thousand dollars apart. That starts to become a bigger difference. Sure. Than just twenty, you know, a big difference. Mm-hmm. All right, good place to stop. Aaron, folks, want to reach out to you, get more information about what it is that you're doing. What's the best way to do that? Well, I'm on the social medias: LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. By my name, nothing special. Um, That's your name, nothing special. Yeah, by my name, A. A. Ron Fintail. Um, call me, text me 308-760-1193 or you can email me at Aaron or excuse me my email address is Aaron.Fintel at movingironllc.com and one more thing I will say just before we shut it down I do not think that the landing that we're going to see after all the sequel we have right now, there's going to be anything near the catastrophic failure that we saw. Oh no! It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a hard landing that you might need to go see the chiropractor, kind of get kind of tweaked back into place. But it's not going to be like we're not sure if you're ever going to walk again. Right? Kind of a landing, right? So keep that in mind. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. On LinkedIn, I'm Moving Iron Podcast. And the ever so cleverly named Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, which I'm sure all the marketing folks out there were like, that's wow. Never saw that. You knocked it out of the park, buddy. Nobody saw that one coming. So, if you want to see a video version of this, check that out there on our YouTube channel. It's Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. You check that out. Which you should. We have matching <laughs> shirts now. We do. It's cool. Um, go to uh, Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related and to take advantage of that Axon Tire $50 off. Your registration fee for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here September 11th through the 13th in Nashville, Tennessee. That is in 2023, folks. So check that out. Be a good time and uh, make sure you use the promo code Axon when you check out there. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennel. It's been smart, folks. Wow. 
Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's IronComps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hard work. 